Hello, my ladies, my gays, my theys, and the men who get it. I am Reagan, and this is the F the Nice Guy podcast. Now, if you were listening last week, you know that my conversation with Christine, aka Thriving underscore imperfectly, had to be cut short because we couldn't stop talking (laughs) and christine has amazing things to say if you haven't listened to last week's episode make sure to do that first and without further ado we are jumping right back into our conversation it really only affirmed to me that i did not know the person that i was married to like as in he he became worse yeah he became a lot worse um he became what i what i felt like he actually was if that makes sense like i always had a suspicion of who he was deep down and I know that I and, I and I knew I was right because sometimes we would fight and I would just get a little too close to the truth yeah of who he actually was and then it, it would just derail from there you know what I mean whether it was like yes. screaming or like hitting him whatever you know what I mean like it would just derail and we'd never ever ever resolve my original issue yeah because if I got a little too close to the truth it would suddenly be like, well, I'm just a piece of shit, aren't I? I'm just the yeah. worst guy on the whole freaking, I'm just not enough for you. And I would just sit there and I'd be like, what is happening? Like, what was my original <laughs> argument? Where, where where are we? I'm. We have derailed. <laughs> but I mean, that's literally, it's a tactic. It's like, as if you mm-hmm. get too close, they'll push it on you. They'll make it extreme mm-hmm. where it's like, you have to argue about something else. They have to right. make an argument to, to an adjacent argument or like so that you don't resolve whatever it is they're trying to escape or don't want you to know. Well, there's such a serious avoidance of like looking at oneself that oh yeah. It's really it's really hard for me to wrap my mind around because I I'm willing to turn over any stone, Reagan. Like I I believe in being a good person and part of that means like looking in the mirror and looking at the ways that you might intentionally and unintentionally hurt people sure you know and it doesn't make you a bad person like we're just we're all dealing with the conditioning that we've been dealt you know and and so I would get so confused (laughs) I'd be like I'm just asking you to pretend like you like me sometimes you know (laughs) just be nice (laughs) Yeah, yeah, or at least like act like you enjoy being with me. You know what I mean? And it's like that's so sad on two parts. One, in that mm-hmm. like you're begging for not even the bare minimum. You're like, just pretend. Like I don't like don't even yeah. like me. Just pretend you like me. But it's yeah. also like realizing the the truth of who they are and that like they've gone from this person who supposedly adored you to someone who, g- who generally does have disdain for you. I think like when I was in relationships similar to this, which I attract this exact kind, um, <laughs> yay, <laughs> yay brain chemistry and other stuff. Um, it. No, but it's, I think some part of you wants to believe, but they don't actually hate me. Like they don't actually have disdain mm-hmm. for me. They don't actually want the worst for me. They don't actually want me to fail. They don't actually want to bring me down. It must just be mm-hmm. some other. And eventually, I think to your point earlier of like when they really drop the illusion of nice, like you had nice and then you had like not really nice, but fake nice. And then when they just don't care anymore to to put up any facade of who they are and you see that dark, dark core of it, you're like, oh, shit. 
So you, you were hateful that whole time. Like you, that was, mm-hmm. that was who you were. And like you, yeah. I like, I, I think there's a moment you let finally let go of like, oh, and maybe it's mm-hmm. validating. It like, I, I, I'm sure a part of you is like, oh yeah, that is the thing that I never could put my finger on. Mm-hmm. Just wild and out. <laughs> well, the biggest thing for me, Reagan, was before I could even, like, before I could even leave, I had to stop asking myself why. Yeah. Like I had to, I had to let go of the idea that I needed to know why our relationship was the way I just had to, like, I just had to get to a point where I was like, I don't care why I need to be done, you know, because some people tried to say things like, well, maybe he has autism and he's mapping or maybe he's depressed. Maybe. And I would just be like, you know what? I don't care about why he's treating me this way. And I'm tired of trying to work with him. Like I've been doing that. I've given seven years of my life to this man. I have given it. I've given this relationship everything. Yeah. And it does. It, it doesn't matter anymore. Why? Like I I'm done. I just need to go. And the why has only come after I've left. You know what I mean? Because you cannot tease apart the craziness mm-hmm. while you're still in it. And yeah. I'm still teasing it apart. I'm sure. All the time. All the time. Especially yeah. with like new things in my current relationship where like, for example, my partner and I, like, we took a bunch of meat out to cook it one time. And mm-hmm. I had accidentally, I was supposed to cook it and then I forgot. And then I left it out overnight. We just threw away like $30 worth of meat. And I was, and we had been talking about how we didn't want to do that anymore. And then I yeah. did it the next day. And I like my body, Reagan, I was like, he's going to use this as an opportunity to like think that I like treat me like I'm stupid all this and that, right? And I remember being like, I'm so sorry that I left the meat out. Like, that was my B. And his response was, oh, like, it's not a big deal. I walked by it like 10 times. I could have put it away myself or cooked it too. And it was just like, the air like left my lungs and I was like, oh my God, my ex was such a douchebag about so many things he didn't need to be. Like, Wait a second. I'm learning, I'm learning yeah. it all the time because that yeah. is my normal. Because yes. not only was his treatment of me my normal in the marriage, but it also very much reflected what I had at home before I, you know, in my childhood, before I left, right? Yeah. That not never going to be good enough, the stonewalling, the yep. inability to regulate emotions, the punishment, the you know, all that stuff. And so mm-hmm. to be in a new environment where my new normal is a lot more loving and healthy yeah. only continues to help me tease apart the not so great stuff that happened there. Like the contrast is important to me. To me, it's almost like being in a room with like a toxic gas and you're like, if you're in the room and like, okay, we'll figure out like where the toxic gas is coming from and all that's like, well, you're still feeling the effects of that. You need to get out of yeah. the room and you need to like detox, heal. <laughs> heal, get it out of your system. I mean, like a lot of people have a very extreme trauma response after, you know, it can Mm -hmm. be a whole messy situation and then you can see things clearly, but like in the moment, it's like impossible to work out. And, and I think that's Mm -hmm. such a good point is because I think some people feel like they need, like, they need answers or they need proof, or they have to like, to a T be able to verbalize what it is, why they're leaving or what the problem is or why they're not enough. And it's like, actually you don't. You, you nope. can just know that this is not, this is not healthy. You're not being treated the way you deserve to be treated. And that can be enough. And then you can sort, you know, sort through it later. And to your point, it may actually be easier to do so, but like mm-hmm. you have every right 
to walk away when you know that this isn't, this is not what you deserve mm -hmm. and you deserve more and you deserve happiness. And like, that's enough. That's enough to walk out, walk away. It is. It's enough to walk away based on how you feel like a lot of, especially a lot of women, they feel like they need permission mm -hmm. to leave or they feel like they need proof because we're so used to having to explain ourselves to everyone. And I just got to a point where I'm like, I refuse. I refuse to explain what, like, I'm obviously I do it on TikTok now, but <laughs> Yeah. At the time, I, and no. even on TikTok, I don't explain myself really. Like every once in a while, somebody be like, I want to hear his side of the story. And I like to use it as an education moment. Um, but for the most part, like I don't argue with people about the details of what happened. Like I know how I felt and I know right. how I feel now. And it is very different. And yeah. when I was married, I felt insane. I felt crazy. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like I was, because what it happens is that you have this person who behaves one way in public, has one persona in public, and then you experience that a very different side of them behind closed doors, and it's just you and them. And for me, uh, because I'm a, a rogue woman, if you will, a lot of people tended to assume that if he did escalate, it was because of something that I'd done. I wasn't. I was misbehaving. You know, as being a bad wife because Ew. he's such a Guy, he's such know? a nice guy he would never would you, you do know, he'd, he'd never slam on the car brakes or like punch a hole in the wall during oh the no you know and it's just like well if he did like would you what do? was going on between you guys some sometimes maybe you're bringing out like it was just a lot of like because i was the way that i was because i wasn't so neat and passive like i was free-spirited and assertive and aggressive and like mm. no I'm not doing that like I don't want to yeah I don't care what you think you know then it's like well that's just not how a wife is supposed to behave you know um, pretty little prim little wife you know and you it's could just, just like, talk less and just put up with more everything would be fine you could just you could just step in line um uh, everybody would be happy the men would love it okay just mm -hmm. stop just have stop having an identity stop having friends or a voice mm -hmm. it would be awesome yeah god when men do very violent things when they're frustrated and it comes out of nowhere that is such a huge red flag like wall mm -hmm. punchers th like item yes. throwers that was something that like I don't think I ever fully appreciated what a manipulation that was because one, it's like if they're linking frustration to violence, obviously mm -hmm. in their mind, the two are linked. Um, and I know there's studies on it as well, but even just the fact of like, it is so, it is such a threat. Like it is so clearly a threat of like, it's a non-direct threat, a non-direct threat. Let me show you how, how strong I can be. Let me, let mm -hmm. me, like, it's just one step away. You know what I mean? Like it was always, mm -hmm. whenever a guy did that, like it was a, uh, a conversation ender, you, you mm -hmm. get quiet, you get withdrawn. You're like, whoa. And yeah. it's such, it's something I wish I would have known was a huge red flag while it was happening because every single guy that did those types of behaviors ended up being someone that was quite toxic. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's, it's all about intimidation and control, mm -hmm. right? It's all about, I'm trying to teach you to not bring this up again, because yes. this is what will happen, right? 100%. This is what, this is what you will make me do. And I remember there were so Ugh. many times, Reagan, in my relationship where I could see, I could see it. 
I could see the trend, the change in his mm-hmm. face. And I'd be like, we are going to, we're going straight to kooky town now. Like the conversation's over. Oh, <laughs> like kooky city. I remember there was even a time, like as time went on in our marriage, mm-hmm. like he would start with a pity party or the, you know, escalating. And I would just, I'd just be like, really, man? Is this what, is this really what we're doing? Do we have to do now? this now? <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I would just be like, "Fine, if this is how you're gonna be, like, I'm just, I'm going." You know what you I mean? You do it like, yourself. I, like <laughs> you, you crash here by yourself. I'm gonna go get coffee. Like, you spiral just, out. <laughs> I'll be back. Because if you stay present for the spiral, that's what they want. Because they don't want. Oh you to yeah, leave. no, it's they, a, it's a it's weird bizarre. thing. They'll literally, uh, uh, they they will pretend you're not in the room and purposefully you know like avoid you not speak to you silent treatment whatever so you don't go like the the more they want your attention the less they give you it's the most Mm -hmm. bizarre like childlike disgusting oh i i well it does remind me of a child it reminds me of a a little child with a disorganized attachment style like throwing a fit it's a fit for sure i want you i want you to stand here and watch me thrash yeah but i don't want i don't want you to do anything about it you know, Let me do it. I just want you to witness me. <laughs> witness me. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I I have seen so many man tantrums in my day, and they're mm. always so out of control. And like, I don't know if you noticed that, but like, for me, my mom calls it sharking. It's when their eyes go kind of dark right before they go to kooky crazy town um as you called it but like Mm -hmm. it's literally like we'd be having a conversation and sometimes it would be like just bringing up a topic they don't like like i was hanging out with a guy one time who i would label i would label at the far end like narcissisty like i'm not i can't i can't say that but i can say there were definite tendencies there yeah he's um, on the spectrum he's he's somewhere um but he um we were like not ever we weren't officially dating and I wanted to be official and I remember we were hanging out we were like long distance and we were really face to face because we were like laying in bed so I was so close to the eyes and I was like are we ever gonna be official and it just went black and he was like I told you I don't want to talk about that and then he just like snapped back and we just talked about something else and I was like I think I just saw the devil (laughs) yeah But that's a thing like I dated other guys that would have the it's like they would be they would be even if they're mad they're like relatively normal looking and then you just see this Mm -hmm. dark kind of go over their face and then they would just launch into whatever and you're like that's Mm -hmm. probably not if your face changes like you're being possessed like maybe you're maybe you're not someone I need to be in an intimate relationship with so yeah that's kind of that's so scary like it's so scary it just is. I, I remember like early in my relationship when I moved in with my, in my, with my ex and just, rem- I just remember being like, what have I done? <laughs> like just the, the, all the random things. Like I even posted a TikTok video once about how like he critiqued that I bought the wrong kind of yogurt. And I was like, this is, this is it. Like, this is how this starts. Yeah. Like it was just, yeah. I remember, I don't know what it was. It was just, it was all unknowing, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and I listen to that with so much intensity today. Um, and the other thing I really, really want to bring up is that a lot of people tend to assume that when I tell these stories about my ex, that I was like some perfect little angel. And I wasn't. 
Um, like I have my own stuff. I have my own, like I had some serious incidences of reactive abuse that warranted some apologies for me on my end. <laughs> you know, like I, like I wasn't perfect. Um, well, you really quickly for just in case somebody doesn't yeah. know what reactive abuse is, do you want to just kind of describe the dynamic yeah. or what that is? So for me, the way that it plays out for me um, is that like if somebody is acting a specific way towards me, whether that's like the punishment, the stonewalling, nitpicking, or making comments that they know kind of push my buttons. And I will try to say like, stop. I don't like it. I would, I try, I try to be nice, sure. you know? And then when I get to a point where I'm like frustrated, I freak the f out. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that like, he always got to be the victim, you know, is that because I'm so scary. And so like, I, there were so many times where I turned into a person that I'm, I really am not yeah. in the face of the treatment that I was getting because like day after day, like never ending. Like I, like I, I get into arguments with my partner now, like I'm a hot headed girl, you know, I got a temper, but I, like, it's not, it's so mild. It's yeah. so it's crazy. Mild. And yeah. like he, my partner, like if I start going verbally, he's like, Hey, stop. Like you're, you're kind of chewing my ass right now. And I need you to like, calm down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like can we talk well, normally and I'll, yeah. and I'll be like, okay. Yeah. Cool. Like I we get can it. Do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can calm down, but it's, and even then it doesn't happen as often. It's just so bizarre. And so like in yeah. those, and, and so what would happen is I would react in this way and I would use it as a reason to not be as mad at him. 100%. You know what I mean? I'd be like, well, yeah. I'm not perfect either. Like, maybe I'm also kind of abusive. So many women stay because they are forced into that reactive abuse and they're doing it back. And they're like, oh, I'm also the problem. It's like, right. you can take accountability for that, right? You can acknowledge mm -hmm. I wouldn't do that, but it doesn't change any of the stuff that the guy did. It doesn't change any nope. of the abuse that you face. It doesn't mm -hmm. change. And it's like, I think it's important to differentiate, like, is this an action I would take just because I'm mad? Am I someone who mm -hmm. generally when mad throws things? Or am I someone <laughs> who is in a very manipulative, abusive, toxic, stressful environment with this one person that is causing me to react in this big way? I think yeah. knowing the difference is so important because I would be like, Say to your point, like I'm well, I'm a hothead, you know, I get really mad. And now I look back, I'm like, Yeah, you eventually explode because you're you're it's like you're in this pressure cooker all the time trying to get yes. validation and be enough, and you're never enough, and you're never validated over and over and over, and you're constantly being put down. Eventually, when you have just a, a breath of life, just a little burst, it's like, oops, you're crazy. <laughs> you're like, okay, well, let me just <laughs> bury that down another layer of confusion for me is i was like our lifestyles don't match you don't like being married to me like what you don't seem to like me yeah. why you don't do seem to like to me married? very much you don't like our life together like what why 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 do you want to stay with me so badly yeah. and i remember he was like well, dude. <laughs> yeah and he was like well i like having someone to do this with i like having someone to do this with i like having someone no and in that moment is the last conversation he that we had i was like he wants to be married to someone one <laughs> yeah just not me right you know right. like and i just 
And I realized I was just like, uh, and I really had to get to a point where I was like, like I had to tell him because in, in Washington, there's 90 days between mm -hmm. when you file divorce paperwork and your divorce is final. And <sighs> so throughout the process of the 90 days of us talking, like I really had to say like, we are not discussing any emotional aspects of our relationship anymore. Good for you. Over, because I, I also actually, I watched a video the other day about, it was about narcissists. I hate talking about narcissists, especially on TikTok. It's, it's gotten so, a little bit saturated and messy. I, but yeah, I, I mm -hmm. mean, I think I like the term narcissist if it's truly someone who's narcissistic mm -hmm. that sets really good guidelines for people for boundaries yes. them and expectations of yes. what they're capable of. That's why I like right. it. But um, but yeah, I think now everyone's like, you're a narcissist. You're a narcissist. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, well, everybody's ex is a narcissist. Yeah, it's true. I saw a video where somebody with this personality type or these tendencies, if you will, mm -hmm. um, one thing that they'll do is like, you'll try to say like, I'm done. I want things to be over. And then a tactic they'll use is they'll try to just go back to like everything being normal. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I learned about this the other day and I was like, oh my God, that happened to me because mm -hmm. when I asked my husband for a divorce about four days later, we were sleeping in separate rooms in our house. About four days later, he came into the bedroom and watched me sleep before he went to work. And then he tried to kiss me goodbye. And I remember telling him, I was like, hey, like I texted him. I was like, you can't do that anymore. Like we are, we are not together. Like I'm done. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh. And then like that night he came home and tried to convince me to stay. And we had that last conversation. And it was just like, he really thought in his mind that he was going to convince me to stay and, and frankly do. well and frankly i'd given him that like probably three other times so that's sure. on me you know what i mean so why wouldn't he think that but i remember just kind of being like wow like this dude has like the weirdest relationship with reality just very very like very small minimal relationship barely seeing each other him in reality they're just like yeah hey, hey. <laughs> yeah my whole thing with TikTok especially is I'm just like, you know what? You just got to go. You know what I mean? If this is how you're feeling and it's not getting better with what you're doing or what they're doing, like it's just time to go, you know, and it's okay for you to go. Yeah. It's okay for you to leave and you will figure it out. You know what I mean? Like I seriously, I left and I had everything work out just fine and I had no plan. And that might be a privilege thing. It might be a circumstance thing, but I had no plan. I just knew that I wanted to be done. And yeah. when, and like, and, and my willingness, I was like, I would rather live in a tent in the woods than be with this person another day, you yeah. know? And, yeah. and everything worked out just fine. You know what I mean? Because we're all smart. We're all very resilient and resourceful. And there's always help available to us if we're courageous enough to ask for it. Woo! What a, what a what a what a conversation we've had. We've had such a good conversation. <laughs> I agree. I feel like I'm sweating from these. Stories. I'm sweating as well. It's great. I'm also, so I'm much also had sweat. a lot of coffee. I did too, as always, <laughs> yes. and I'm in a huge sweater because I'm you normally are. freezing. So here we are.
If people want to find you on TikTok, which I'm sure they will after hearing you tell this amazing story, um, where how do they find you? You can just go find me on TikTok. I'm my username is thriving underscore imperfectly. You'll see an Icelandic name on there. My name is Kristin Gudbjörk. Um, you will look at it and be like, "What on earth is this?" That's me. That's me. <laughs> That's me. It's so. me. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you have do you have any any parting thoughts before we close this out? I do. And I don't know how it's going to land, but I'm just going to say it. My life and my and a lot of my patterns when it comes to dating troubled people, if you will, broken people. A lot of that started to get better number 1 when I started to take responsibility for my own happiness, right? Um, and that includes in both avoiding dating these people and also being willing to leave very quickly after I figured out that I've dated them um, or that I'm messing. And this is the, this doesn't even only apply to romantic relationships. Like I do this in platonic friendships as well. Like I, I take so much responsibility for my own happiness today that I am willing to make a difficult decision to leave a relationship of any kind because I know where it's going. And I, and I trust that I know where it's going, if that makes sense, because I trust my experiences. And so what I really want to say is like, I feel like you need to trust your experiences, like trust what you are feeling, trust what you're going through, because a lot of what these people do to us relies on us not trusting ourselves and what we're going through. And, um, and nobody's going to come save you. Nobody's going to come fix this for you. And nobody's going to get you out of this relationship if you're in it. Like you, you have to be the one to take responsibility for yourself and your life and to make that hard decision and, and to deal with the discomfort that will come afterwards, but it will be so beautiful and so worth it. And I, and I, I'm on the other side of it now and my life is better than it's ever been. And when I was married, I thought that was the best I was ever going to get. And, um, my willingness to see if there was something better was what ultimately helped me out. And so that, those are my parting thoughts. I hope that made sense. Oh my God. Whoa. <laughs> the, the wave of truth is I'm like, like nodding so aggressively over here. That was, no, mm -hmm. that was beautifully said. Um, oh, thank you. Truer words have not been said on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, that trust your gut is my number one thing with mm -hmm. these types of people when it doesn't feel right it probably isn't and trust mm -hmm. trust in yourself and your ability to find better things in this life and trust that there are better things out there because there always are well thank you again so much for being here with us uh we've had a great time the rogue women have been enjoying the rogue women <laughs> rogue men <laughs> We hope you enjoyed listening to us. Also, if you have not joined already, make sure to check out the F the Nice Guy Patreon if you want to support the podcast as well as see some fun extra content. And if you have your own story you'd like to share, you can email us at the F the Nice Guy podcast at gmail.com. You too can be a rogue woman. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much for listening, Christine. Thank you for being here. And as always, the nice guy. <laughs> I love when people actually say that's awesome. <laughs>